Alright, so now I can see all the funny stuff. It's like Steve Jobs and the dude had triplets, and they built an app. This is Founder Quest. So, I think I mentioned a little while ago that I've been kind of experimenting with ways to disconnect from the internet and from like my digital life. And being able to like turn my phone off is a big part of that, but with the business and especially if I'm on call or even when I'm not on call, like I'm still a little, like I want to be available for alerts or, you know, things that major things that if you, you all needed to get a hold of me for an emergency. So my thought was like, if I want to just be able to like shut my phone off and not ever worry about it, like just know that there's always a way to get through to me. I could have like a landline at home. Then I had a different idea and I want to see if I can show it to you. We have to, this is going to be very uh, dramatic. We have to wait for it. I'm waiting. Did you get a pager? A raspberry Pi with a breadboard with a little light that flashes. A pager. So awesome. Oh my gosh. It's you a really pager. got a pager. They still sell those? They still sell them. They still have the network. Where did you get that? I got this. Where did you get that? At pagersdirect.net. Oh my gosh. We're not even advertising Pagers Direct. <laughs> it, well, I, I'm pretty yet. sure I remember Pagers Direct. We're sourced for all paging supplies. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm pretty sure like, I remember the branding from radio commercials like in the early 2000s. Like, I'm pretty I'm, like their website looks like it hasn't been updated since the 90s. So I'm almost positive that I remember their commercials. I mean, they're one of the options where you can still buy a pager. Like, the networks are still all active and. Um, as far as I could tell, because I did a, I went down like a rabbit hole on pagers over the weekend, <laughs> and apparently, doctors still use them. Some other on-call people still use them. Like emergency on-call people use them because like the networks are still like they penetrate better than ce cellular networks. Apparently, um, in some cases, so yeah, apparently it's like it's still a thing. Um, so that's a new pager. Does it have like five G? No, it's not a five G pager. They run their own net, the same, you know, the old, old school networks. I don't know what it is. I think it's like a much lower frequency though. That's interesting. I actually think I remember a long time ago being like, I should get a pager. Yeah. But then I just, I couldn't figure it out in 10 minutes. And so I just forgot about it, I guess. Yeah. So it's just, it's an experiment I'm, I'm messing with and I don't know if it's going to work forever, but I thought if it does, if it works, it's reliable and at worst, it's like a backup. You know, it's just a backup alert. Yeah. And at best, it's like I can just leave it around the house and not worry about my phone or or my computer or whatever. So it's cool. Yeah. Oh, I, and, I still have my pager from the 90s. Well, you could reconnect it. Does it work? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm like, I'm, you could reconnect it, Ben. Like they, you could you can if you have your own pager, they have a, like it on the form. You can just put the whatever the ID number is in. <laughs> I should totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, you should. It's it's fun. It's that's, um, that's great. Like having a real pager for pager duty. By the way, pa pager duty supports pagers. I learned. Of course it does. <laughs> like, like it has an option for pagers. So, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe I, embarrassing if they didn't really. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do that because, like, I can never turn off my phone, right? Because I'm always the last line of defense. I know. For honey badger, um, right? And actually, so, they uh, they actually make modern, like they make newer pagers. I actually went with this one. This is a refurb from 2003. 
but I went with this one because the modern one like requires a USB charger. This requires a double A battery that you only have to change once a month. And I was like, this is actually selling me <laughs> more on the old version than the new yeah. version. So yeah, totally. 2003. 2003 still works. I'm trying, to think what, what, I'm trying to think what computer I ran in 2003. I think I may have actually had a pager in 2003. So that might have like actually, that might have been my pager. That might have been your pager. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes as I, okay. as I, I work. Okay. Good. Because I'm like unreasonably jealous about this now. <laughs> well, we could all get one. Like, yeah. That's got to be standard issue now for yeah. a hunting badger. Any, I had that any, thought. Any yeah. on ops gets a, gets a pager. I did. Like, I did have that thought. It's pretty, pager. it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty cool. We could put that in our job listing. That would probably get a couple people who wanted to apply just to see what that was yeah. all about. Well, and it's also, I mean, it's, uh, this is an alphanumeric pager, I should also clarify. So I can send, it can send the actual alerts from PagerDuty, like what the issue is. And I can also hook it up. It has an email address, like a, whatever, you know, like the pager's number at whatever USA Mobility, which is the network. And so I can hook that up to like whatever Honey Badger alerts <laughs> or anything I want to. <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. Neat. Does it have like a mobile web browser so you can browse the web like one no, line at a time? That, nope. No browser. That, that's one of the that's one of the features I would say. We're gonna oh, have okay. to set up Nagios so you can actually get uh, alerts from monitoring. Yeah. Straight to your pager. We'll just. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't think Pick we want two thousand style. <laughs> I don't think we want to take our monitoring to into the into the two thousands. Um, just our <laughs> alerting. <laughs> So speaking of employee perks like pagers, um, which I think is now going to be standard issue, um, <laughs> this week we are going to be talking about, I don't know, like we've been interviewing for our open role, our open developer role. Ben has been interviewing just a crazy amount. Like he's, he's waking up from bed, from sleep for 10 minutes at a time to screen some guy in you know, a different time zone. He's just going right back to sleep. Like every time I talk to this, to Ben, He's just like, oh yeah, I just screened two more people. Um, he's like, so, I'm, I'm screening, I'm screening one right now. <laughs> he, like, he's he's been quiet. That's what he's. That's where he was. Yeah, if Ben doesn't talk for like five minutes at a time, he's probably screening somebody right now. <laughs> and so anyway, out of these interviews have come some like it's really been interesting talking to people because you see a wide variety of personalities and you have a wide variety of questions that people ask you. You know, things they want to know about the company and things they're interested in as an employee. And so we thought it wasn't my idea. I think it was Josh's idea that it would be interesting to talk about some of the questions that people asked us. And honestly, just because like we haven't, you know, we're a tiny company. We haven't had to deal with a lot of these questions before. Um, we're kind of making up some things as we go along because, I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't make sense to figure out everything ahead when you are a, a five person company. But yeah, mm -hmm. so I think we're going to talk about some of those because they're interesting and, and might bring up some interesting discussions. What is an interesting question that we should start with? What's on your mind? What, what do you think, Ben, was the most, like, what was the, the top one? I think, like, the 30-hour work week was probably yeah. one of the top. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because people, yeah, I, think, I think, like, we got from, from more, than, more than one person, we got the, the phrase, so what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody believes like, us. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there was some. Yeah, is that legit? I think that was the main thrust. Of that was the, one. Yeah, question. is that real? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think people are like maybe it's PTSD from their existing jobs of just having too much pressure and being expected to work all the time. But uh, yes, the thirty-hour work week is legit. But I think my first response to that question was always, 
it's really an arbitrary number. Like we don't really care about the amount mm -hmm. of time that your butt is in the seat, right? Whether it's 30 hours or, you know, 40 hours or whatever. It's the point is, is like, we don't believe in sitting in a chair for eight hours a day, five days a week. And that's a definition of being at work. Like that's, yeah. that doesn't work for us. It's really the 30 hours thing is kind of just a target. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we get asked this so much because so often, like there's this weird kind of double speak that happens in tech, like um, where unlimited vacation means no vacation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that people would be like, oh, like 30 hours a week. That means 80 hours a week. Yeah. You know, we don't care about door. exact number of hours. That means um, you have to be here for 60 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, um, because like you shouldn't care that you're having to work 60 hours. a What week. if we we, what, we could we could advertise unlimited hours. <laughs> 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 We could have our own cell phone company. Yeah, everyone, everyone gets a pa pager company. Everyone gets a pager and works unlimited hours. <laughs> that sounds like a winning recipe right there. Wait a second, Josh. If you work unlimited hours, why do you need a pager? You should be at your computer. Well, you might pass out uh, from exhaustion. And this pager, <laughs> I got to tell you, the alert on it is not, it's not like your, you know, your nice, uh, your nice phone ringtone or whatever. It's, it's loud. So it'll, it'll cut through. It'll cut, cut through the fog. I don't know. I think falling asleep on the job is grounds for immediate <laughs> termination. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's probably so, true. So uh, I think one of the things we also talked about was people were like, well, what does that look like in reality? I think that was part of the motivation behind the question because they're like, okay, 30 hours, that sounds good. But what does that really mean? How, how do you get to 30 hours? And I think uh, over time, after answering that question a few times, what we came up with is like, well, it looks different for different people, right? So for... For Kevin, it's he takes a day, takes Friday off every week. He works four day weeks. For Ben, that's taking a big chunk of time off, but not necessarily every Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for the three of us, it looks like, well, we don't, we don't stick around past, you know, one o'clock or two o'clock, whatever it is. Like it's not really set in stone, but we just work five days a week, but it's not necessarily eight hours a day. Yeah. Right? So I think yeah. the flexibility is the key there. And lately, talking about flexibility, I've enjoyed flip-flopping that a little bit where I might work until five, but start at like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be able to adapt cool. that to your schedule. Yeah. And talking to people from, from different time zones, we opened up the, the application process this time more than we did last time. Uh, and so we are willing to go up to UTC plus one, which is about nine hours from our current time zone. And because since all of us right now just happen to be on the West Coast and uh, talking with, with people in various European countries, like that was something that came up too. It's like, well, you know, when, when do I need to be working? It's like, well, we don't care so much about overlap because we're, we're so async, right? So if you yeah. like mornings, if you like evenings, if you like splitting it up, you know, taking a break in the middle of the day, it's like, whatever, do whatever works for you. I think in some cases, yeah. like we as the founders do need to like, I think if it's the way it's worked out, I think is like, if someone is going to overwork, it's probably one of us to... <laughs> Not only like on a regular basis, but also if there like if there was something like if it's an emergency or if it's like if there's something that just really is pressing, like time pressing, or we just want it to happen faster, it's likely it's gonna be one of us to pick up that slack versus like pushing it onto our employees because we I think we like we're very we're very concerned with like for keeping that way of working for for employees. And as the business owners, we obviously have more invested in this and it's really ultimately the ultimate responsibility does fall on us. So if for some reason there, there, you know, we do need a week that has more than someone working 30 hours, it's probably going to be 
probably going to be one of us like picking up that slack so so right. that we can keep everyone else on an even even keel yeah one thing that i thought of while we were having this conversation with some of the candidates was i i was remembering back to the time when i was a, a manager at a company where we were all there it was not a remote company and uh, we were you know building stuff and we had client demands we were, we were a client services kind of company a lot of consulting and so we had a lot of time pressure and there was always this this pressure to work longer than we really should to work mm -hmm. more than 40 hours a week and then it was easy to me as a boss to go i could see that someone had been sitting there for too long you know they were staying too late and i would say hey go home like you've worked enough today or you've worked enough this week just leave right and they mm -hmm. some people need that permission right like you know they feel like you know they don't want to let the team down they want to be there for everybody uh, and so they sometimes push themselves too hard and so having someone having their boss come in and say hey just go home like it's time uh, yeah. gave them that relief you know and the one downside to being remote is that I won't be able to see that, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we haven't had that problem yet or someone just like working too much. You know, like you said, it's probably gonna if be If it does us, happen, right? it's usually among us, I think. And, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, we have at various times been like to, to each other, uh, like, hey, <laughs> you should take some time off because yeah. you've been yeah. working a lot. Yeah. You know what this, this reminds me of when you're talking about like making sure that, that people have, are taking enough time for themselves? is this reminds me of, I was actually thinking about this, this earlier, like, I don't know about y'all, but when I was in high school and I was in, you know, I don't know, AP, like history or something like that, some nerd class. And like the teacher was fond of saying stuff like, you know, when somebody would be like, oh, this, this person was like bullying me or whatever. And they were like, don't worry about that. Like, you know, when y'all are growing up, like they'll be working for you. And like, first of all, I've been thinking about this because it's one of those things that when you're in high school, like that sounds, I guess, good. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. But as an adult, it's like, that's, it's kind of messed up on so many different levels, right? Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you're going to get payback in like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, because it, 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 like, it assumes like they, being an yeah. honors class <laughs> and being like an honors student makes you like higher up in the hierarchy of whatever, uh -huh. like corporation. And like any, yeah, and they, and they don't even have, they don't even have to explain why it would like, why life would automatically be worse for the underling in the first place. Like with, with you as the, you know, as the boss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, You'll get to like poke them with your time. Right. By, your, your by the way, I mean, is your, is your like definition or vision of success, like, like having to work with the people who bullied you, like having to manage the people who bullied you in, in high school, like. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> and, but like the main reason I was thinking about this and that your conversation brought this up was that like more than anything, I feel like an obligation to take care of the people that we hire. It's kind of like, like they need to work for us and try and do a good job and to the best of their ability and, and all that stuff. But, you know, other than that, like I feel this real kind of obligation to try and like provide them with a nice work environment and, not exploit them and stuff like that. So it's just, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like sort of the complete opposite. So I was thinking about that and it's like, oh, so I ended up like taking care of these people who bullied me. Yeah. And that, I, that, I, mean, I didn't really get bullied. Well, I got to say, Star, if, if, Star if we find out that you went to high school with any of our employees, it's going to raise serious <laughs> questions. <laughs> Is it I, know, I might have to accuse myself. Right. I, I, I got to say that really disrupts our plans to pivot to a diamond mining company where we can send our employees down into the mines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we have to take care of them, I guess we can't do that. 
Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's funny that like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to like, I didn't know we were like in like a, a, a an episode of despicable me or something, <laughs> <laughs> a sequel to Despic- despicable me. Yeah. I, I know yeah. what you mean. Star. I feel, I feel the same way. I think that any good employer should be looking out for the best interests of their employees. I don't know. Maybe that's a crazy thought, but I definitely feel that responsibility. And this question came up too a few times about, well, how's your, how's your financial status, right? Because, you know, from a candidate's point of view, like, I don't have any idea. You're a tiny company, yeah, you're privately held. Like, uh, it's obvious you don't have any investments. So like, do you actually have money yeah. to pay me? <laughs> and yeah, and, uh, and you already seem like a little, I mean, you're already like not in the mainstream. So are you, are you for real, real yeah. or are you just out of your minds? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, uh, are you so hiring, I feel, I hiring ahead of revenue? If, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like you got to have money in the bank to be able to hire someone and, and assure them, yes, you actually will have a payment it shows up on a regular basis you don't have to worry that we won't make payroll because we actually have money you know yeah yeah i mean we we do that a lot different than a lot of tech people like we yeah we don't like you said josh we don't hire head of revenue we kind of do the opposite like we tend to have like something like a year of salary in the bank before we hire somebody (laughs) which is pretty conservative but that's cool um i like that i think it's i like i think i like our business in general because employees aren't tied to revenue Really. And that's, that's kind of our goal. Like we've, we've mentioned that before, like we try to maximize profit per employee, which means actually keeping the company smaller. So in some, in some businesses it is, you know, it's like, if you don't hire your, your revenue stops growing. And so there's this like chicken and the egg problem where sometimes you have to hire to get the, you know, to be able to support more revenue. Oh, I see. And like um, a sales organization. Yeah. Like a sales, sales an agency, an agency that, you know, anything that's like billing time, and we don't have that. And I, I really like that about, you know, the SaaS business, even though the downside is that it takes forever to get it off the ground and to be making money. So yeah, but once it's going, it's a really nice, it's a really nice uh, business, I think. Yeah. One, one question I thought was really interesting was about, I don't know if the question was about this, but I kind of like read into it this a bit. And it was about sort of like career advancement. And it's kind of an interesting topic, I think, because People think maybe like, okay, a job is a job. Like I'm a developer. I'm going to be developing, you know, the same sort of code, like regardless of where I work. But it's like, it really is different working for a small company versus a big company. And may not always be in sort of the ways people think about, right? Um, Because one thing about working at a small company is that there's just not this, there's not this sort of set path for career advancement, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're not like maybe, maybe somebody could work with us and eventually we need to hire more people and they'll be managing them or something if they want to. And like that might happen, but yeah. like it also might not. There's not like this, you know, it's not like you go to work for, I don't know, Microsoft or something. And it's like, you can look at the org chart and yeah. be like, okay, this is my, this is the way I'm going to climb up this org chart. You don't like get a uh, get hired at Honey Badger and kind of start at like, you start at like Honey Badger one and then work your, your way up to Honey Badger five or six, right? Yeah. And I mean, we might need to, for, if we hire more junior people, we might need to actually change that. Actually have, have some sort of, progre- of <laughs> progression. Yeah. But yeah. Like, <laughs> if we do that, can we call it, can we call the roles honey badger, just all honey badger, like honey badger one through six? You know how they do like developer one, sure, developer yeah. two. Yeah. I'm down with that. Agreed. I'm down with that. It is so, it is so decided. It's just a very different way of working in a small versus a large company, right? In a large company, you have, I don't know, there's structure. You can go to, I don't know, you've got, 
your HR department, you've got, if there's, I don't know, a problem between like you and somebody on your team, you can sort of transfer to another team maybe. But like with us, it's like, it's just us. Like there's like, as long as you're here, you're going to be working with us. You're going to be, yeah. you know, maybe your role will evolve over time, but it's not like you're, you're on some management track or whatever. So I, I don't know. I think it's just something that we try and try to communicate or I tried to communicate in that instance pretty, pretty clearly because it's something that people might not think about. I don't know. But, but that said, like the other side of it is that you kind of get to like mold your own career path a little bit. Like if you're interested in learning certain things, like we can, you know, hopefully support you in doing that. And, you know, so it's a bit more freeform. It's a bit more ad hoc and less, less structured. Yeah, that, that brings up another question that came up several times. And that was around learning. Since we are a learning focus, focused organization, the question came up like, well, how does that work in practice? How do you encourage learning or support learning? And one of the things is, well, I mean, we have to figure out how to do our, our tasks, right? Like we have to learn, we have to learn PHP today because I need to support someone using the yeah. PHP library and I don't know PHP that well. So. You know, part of the expectations of the job is to spend time learning things you don't know yet just to get the job done. We don't expect people to be experts at everything on day one. And we don't give you demerits for not being able to turn around something, you know, immediately because you're, you're not an expert yet. And uh, we, we believe in developing that expertise over time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we also have things like, well, we'll pay for a Safari subscription, O'Reilly's, you know, subscription as a service. That, I don't even know what they call it, but it's basically you get access to all their books and all their uh, conference videos and basically everything that O'Reilly puts out Yeah, on a yearly fee. I think and that's Safari. Yeah, O'Reilly Safari. Yeah, because all their books have animals on it. So it's like your animal safari looking at <laughs> uh, animals yeah. on the covers of the books. And uh, so we do that. We send people to conferences if they want to go to conferences, although we haven't done a lot of conferences for learning things lately. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's something we could do, do better at, but yeah, happy to do that. And, and uh, I think just in general, like if there's something you want to learn while you're working on your badger, go for it. <laughs> yeah. We talked about like, like learning is expected to be part of your day job. Like it's not something that you do on the side. Like if you, you take off and read a book for a day or something, if, if it's needed for your job and, or it's, you know, developing you personally, like no one's going to give you grief about that. I think. Unless, of course, you're not, you know, other things are falling down. Like we all have to manage, <laughs> manage our own jobs. That's the other part that goes with it. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's, I think, one of the big things about like working at a company like ours is just that, I don't know, it's a much more sort of choose your own adventure story than I think a lot of people are used to. And so it might, it might take some time to, to sort of get used to that and find, a, find a, a plot or find a path that works for you. You know, it just occurred to me that it is absolutely genius that we are talking about all these things in this episode, because the next time we do a round of hiring, we can just send this podcast episode to people and be like, here are some answers to questions that you probably will have about this process. That's a a good idea. Yeah, I like that. So hello, future employees. (laughs) Future candidates. (laughs) So we run through what your first what your first day at Honey Badger will be like. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've got you you've landed your job at Honey Badger, let me tell you a little bit about what working at Honey Badger is like. 
That's our next episode, the onboarding sequence. Yes. <laughs> I'm imagining like this uh, sort of 1950s like um, yeah. announcer voice sort of like taking you through the land of tomorrow, only it's Honey Badger. Totally. Very sort of fallout sort of aesthetic. <laughs> well, I can't think of any other questions that came up regularly. Those were the top ones that we had. I just have to say that like I'm really impressed by the sort of not only quality of candidates, but also the um, sort of breadth of people that are out there. And I don't, it's just really cool. Like I do have this habit, which I've recognized in myself is like, we interview these people and then we go and sort of write down our thoughts and base camp and everything. And it's like, after every interview, I tend to be wanting to write, this is my favorite candidate so far. It's like the last one I talked to is always my favorite because like everybody's so great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sad we can't save the world. So I guess pro tip there is be the last person to apply. So you're the last great candidate, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't work that way everywhere, but just, <laughs> just for me, that's, that's how I'm, that's how I'm rolling today. We could always go down to uh, the Bay Area, meet some of our VC friends, raise a little round of money, then we can hire everyone and everyone, oh, everyone will be happy. Is that one of those things where you destroy something to save it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I was thinking you said that and I was like, okay, yeah. So step two is question mark. And then step three is profit. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, profits. Yeah, Star. It's not, I mean, it's not destroying anything. There's profit somewhere. I mean, it's in the future. Okay. The, fu the profit is in the you future. You know what? I'm, I think the thing we need to take away from this is that the profit is really in opening the um, question mark store. Because like yes. that question mark is, is the, the valuable thing. Question you know? marks it's are like money. Selling it's like selling shovels to miners. It's like selling those question marks. There's so many of them. All right. Well, if that's all we've got to say about the interview questions, I think we should wrap it up. Is that okay? That's great. Good with me. All right. So thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. If you like the show, please review us on Apple Podcasts. I said it right. I didn't call iTunes that time. And um, yeah, if you want to write Ruby or Elixir tutorials for us, Check us out at honeybadger.io. Go to our blog and there's a link there for write for us. Do we have anything else that we need to announce? Yeah. If you want to get in touch with Josh, you can page him. Oh yeah. Just yeah. page Josh. Just page Josh. Anybody selling Girl Scout cookies? Not this year. No, not this year. Buying is another story. <laughs> Buying? Well, aren't we all? <laughs> Until next week, it has been Founder Quest. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at HoneyBadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to FounderQuestPodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>